Aviation is a science, and science relies on procedures. Ignoring the procedures can lead to disastrous effects. But what happens when the books are wrong? What happens when you have technicians who are, think they are smarter than the book? Aviation, like religion, has commandments. This is What Does the Pub Say? Six, what is a aviation maintainer's Bible? Oh, MVP. That will be the technical manuals. Tech manuals? What are those? I've never heard of such a thing. Oh, that, that would be the one thing that people say they use, but they actively ignore. <laughs> oh, fancy that. <laughs> so there's written procedures on how to do specific tasks on the aircraft and or other components. Yeah, what Crazy, a concept. Right? What a novel concept. Assuming that they actually have all the procedures documented properly. Oh, weird, right? It's almost like someone gave you the answers to the test of what you're actually supposed to be doing and how to do it. Of course, unless the of course, unless those uh, test technical writers didn't capture all the appropriate data. So it's known in the manuals that there are uh, some issues that aren't correct, that if you do throw this switch, you'll burn up this component. Well, why is it still in the why is it still in the manual? Well, uh, we know it's an issue. Um, so we've submitted a uh, tech pubs change. Well, when did you submit that? Well, about two years ago. What? Why hasn't it been changed up till now? That's a great question. We don't know. Oh yeah, my that, god! Like, why? Why do we still have this? If, <laughs> and then, and then if that it's knowledge wrong. has to be grandfathered in, right? So your Bible is your tech pubs, but uh, there's also some other uh, our fathers you have to add into those Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's a big problem. You know. Because say you have someone who's never done a maintenance procedure or any type of procedure before, their first go-to is, to, well, I couldn't figure out by use of common sense, so I'm going to read the manual, whether that be the technical manual or the owner's manual, the warranty, something. Fault tell- isolation, whatever, yeah. Ooh, fault isolation, yeah. What is that? So they're supposed... They- they think that, hey, if I go to the manual, it's going to at least give me the how-to of what to do, right? In most cases, it is, right? Like, my cassette player doesn't work. Okay, turn off power, eject the tape, whatever. This is going way back, okay? I'm sorry for all of you. Like, what the what the hell is a cassette tape? <laughs> right? and, and, it's going on the fish tapes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Post, post eight track pre-CD. Yeah, one of those. Or what's <laughs> even before that? Good old-fashioned paper. Woo! <laughs> back in the papyrus days, you know, that's how we used to entertain people. Maybe, maybe, maybe even back in uh, sometimes they actually had stones. They would just uh, carve it in on stones. Right. Can, can you imagine uh, back in those times, like that's how you would quote unquote watch a movie is just have someone in front of everybody. And he's just kind of like uh, reciting poetry in the form of a story to people like like the Iliad or the Odyssey. It's just literally a dude standing in front of everybody. And he's like has a harp and he's just kind of rapping the, the song, you know, or the story. Yeah. I mean, you had to use your imagination for everything. I think I think I think with today's technology, the imagination has gone because we got so much entertainment right in front of us tell me about it man like i see today's kids like i can't i can't wait till the tech pubs become youtube videos <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy right but then you're gonna have like the like you're gonna have those youtube videos that have the the reacts to the <laughs> to the tech pubs you know <laughs> that would have more more game than the actual pubs themselves <laughs> <laughs> you get all these you get all these views hey I'm, this video got one million views for how to install a tire <laughs> 
<laughs> my here's my react to how to this video of how to install a tire <laughs> it gets more more views than the than the instruction video <laughs> the actual instructional video so everybody watches the react video to learn how to change a tire right that's funny <laughs> isn't that crazy like that's how uh, a lot of videos are today they just gain popularity because it's just somebody's reaction to how something's supposed to be or how they interpreted it like like ryan's toy review for instance right like here's a person who just basically breaks stuff and yet he makes a lot of YouTube vid- uh, videos about it. $23 million that eight-year-old made last year. Craziness, right? So imagine man, if that was like a publication, like the guy doing the review gets more mu- gets more views and likes than the actual video that it was originally for. <laughs> <laughs> wild. Oh, my God. Wild. You, right? Yeah. It is wild. It is wild. So with tech pubs, like we said, like you have to operate on those and changes do come out and you have to make sure that's typically your uh, documentation department would ensure that those are actually that's not right. Your documentation part wouldn't make sure that's right. You typically your uh, your maintenance shop or whatever shop that manual affects their their, their lead or their uh supervision or management would ensure that those books get updated properly. Right. In, in a perfect and- world. Right. And or in some cases, like especially in the military, you have two divisions whose sole purpose is to make sure that's right. Uh, that being quality assurance, funny concept. And then you'll have another department, which is called the Department of Safety and Standardization. Wild, right? You yeah. mean there's a department whose sole purpose is to standardize stuff? Wild. Wild. And yet stuff still goes missing or stuff is written wrong. Yeah. The, the one that blows me away, the one that blows me away is that the procedures that are known to be wrong, and that if you follow the the manual to the T, you will act. You will actually destroy the equipment that you're working on. But it's known, and so people say, "Hey, you know, remember on this, you can't actually throw the switch that way." When it tells you to throw the switch that way, you actually have to throw it the other way. How is that even? How has that change let go for so long? I mean, how has it not been updated in, right. in that day? Like, why isn't there a tech writer on site? And oftentimes, I've even seen it in the old paperback manuals. There'll be like somebody would take a pen and line out the affected area, and then you'd see hand scribed off to the side the actual right way to do it. But if you were somebody who didn't know any better, you were a brand new guy, read the manual, and go, somebody's messing with me. And by writing that in there, so I'm going to do it the other way and, st- and then mess up the thing, not knowing that the hand and the hand jammed information was actually the right way to do it. But that's often how, how, so, how many times, uh, so many times that's how things are done you know it's just right crazy. yeah and you and you picture you, know, you put yourself in the position of the new guy or the guy who's never done this before he's taught that if you go by the book you can never go wrong right oh yeah that's 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 pushed into their head day one yeah so then you're thinking like well i followed the book step by step and i still smoked it i didn't do nothing wrong and then but yet here they are it's like you smoked it you broke the part it's your fault and then he goes like well the publication's wrong and then they turn back around and say, well, you should have known better. How should I, how, how should I have known better? I'm new. I've never done this before, but yet here, here I am. Right. You told me to follow the manual and you knew what task I was doing. If you knew that was wrong, oh, well, I forgot until we had the issue. And then it jogged my memory of, oh, that's wrong, but you're still messed up. You should have come and talked to me first. Well, how would I talk to you about a problem that I didn't know existed? Right. Yeah. How would I know it was going to be a problem? Well, you should have known. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't take mind reading as part of a community college class they didn't give that to me in my orientation when i first started this job <laughs> yeah it's what's the word for my what's the what's that fancy word for mind reading anyways whatever moving on yeah so so you know that sounds really counterproductive right like follow the pub you can never go wrong follow the procedure you can never go wrong and then you do and it ends up breaking something like ah uh, shite <laughs> 
Oh, clairvoyant. I think that's the right word. And if I'm wrong, deal with it. It's, um, the, it's, the, it's the third eye. That's what it is. It's the third eye. <laughs> For all you psychics <laughs> out there, it's the third eye. <laughs> so, so yeah, like you, there's a problem he didn't know. And then you're, you're kind of putting the finger on him. Like, well, you should have known. How the hell should I have known? And so you would think there would be some kind of mitigation, some kind of way to stop that from happening, where there would be like an email, uh, uh, some kind of poster or some shit, like, do not do this. This is wrong. Until we get it fixed, don't do that. But yet they just let it ride. Or say the person who knew it was wrong left and everyone else didn't, didn't know about it. A single point of failure, you say? Say it ain't so. And that, and that stems from people not relaying information onto others because they view it as, well, I'm the only one who knows this. And if I let everybody else know it, I've lost my edge and there's no, I'm needed because I know this information, right? Which is dangerous. That's dangerous mentality to have. And you're going to, you're going to cause problems. And that goes into that tribal knowledge you just said, where, you know, it's nothing's written down. It's all word of mouth. We're, we're, we're backtracking back to the caveman days where everything was all passed by word of mouth or chiseled in stone somewhere where no one can ever find it. And you're just expected to know that you're part of the tribe and you're, you're supposed to get that information, but no one thought it necessary to tell you. And then now you're stuck. Like, and let's assume those guys left and you're stuck here with that. No knowledge. And the book doesn't say otherwise. So like, well, what the fuck do you want me to do? Yeah. I, I, I can't work, but you have to get the job done. What am I going to work to? Well, just, I don't know. Go get this person. They've done the job before and work with them. I can't sign it off in accordance with, with him, <laughs> with, with with you know John Deere over here, I can't sign yeah. it off in accordance with them. That, that's 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 a no that's a no go situation. Right? Yeah, and I and I actually ran into situations like this. I'm sure you have too, where like uh, someone pretty smart and senior tells you to do a procedure like this, but you, it's nowhere in existence in the technical publication or some kind of pamphlet, manual, or something. But he's telling you all this, like like he's read it somewhere, and like this seems awfully convenient that you know all this. And then you go to sign, you go to sign off your work and it's like, well, what do I sign this off to? Cause I can't put your name or I can't say by direction, you know? Oh, and that's when they come out and say, well, there's an engineering memorandum for that. The hell? Where? How do we have time to come up with an engineering memorandum, but not also fix the tech pubs at the same time? Yeah. Just sign off of this. And that, and that goes, and then that's also grant, tribal knowledge too, that there was an EM for that. Like, why isn't that, why isn't the shop that's affected by that sitting down with their people? Hey, we had an, a, a memorandum come out today. Look, here's the procedure. We know it's wrong. Um, there's a memorandum for the time being till the pub's updated. And there should be then a board or something in the shop or a known place you can go research. Here's all the things that we know are problems that we're actively trying to fix. And here's how you would do this job in a memorandum. And and you sign it off in accordance with the memorandum. But that just that's efficiency to its finest. And that that doesn't exist in so you many places. You mean like places. an activity stand board? What a freaking concept, you know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You novel. Know? A novel idea. Craziness. Okay. Remember, we're patenting this, right? So we're going to make money off of this, all of you. <laughs> 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 we're, we're, we're pioneering something new. Now, that's assuming when something's wrong, right? There's, there's so many different ways to go about it if there's a problem and you know it's wrong. Like uh, MVP, you just said like uh, engineering memorandum or say in the military's case, they call it uh, inner rim changes where like just kind of shoot this message or mail you this thumb drive. So you can make the change and it kind of highlights it in red, kind of like what you said. Oh, but, yeah, okay. But there, but there's also times where the publication is absolute, like it's 100% right. Mm-hmm. There's no problems. There hasn't been any problems. It's been tested to be right. 
and yet you still find those people who think they're smarter than the book. Oh yeah, I can skip that step because, uh, well, I mean it's just unneeded. Like I, I, I know more than that. The engineer who it's like, what do you, what do you mean? Designed this part. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that I, I can. I, I don't have to put grease on that. It'll be fine. What are you, you know? talking about? It, it nowhere says that we can deviate from this. It says you shall shall being like the the be all commandment in any type of manual. Shall means you will do this or or shit will go wrong. Exactly. Ah, well, ah, well, you know, we're, we'll we'll clear it this one time. What? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Well, well, and see, and as you know, many of the manuals are written to a third grade reading level. Yeah, and like each step is like there's some steps you're like. Like you're like okay, 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 because anybody who would have common sense right now, now common sense is very common. But you had any common sense, and you kind of have a general idea of mechanical things, you're gonna go okay, yeah, I know I got to do that, I know I got to lube that, I know. But it breaks it down so far where you're like, remove three bolts, remove safety wire, remove nut, remove, and it breaks it down. You're like I know I got to remove the safety wire to take out these three bolts, so I can take the dust cap off to remove the cotter pin to remove the nut so I can get the wheel off the axle. But, but it's broken down into each step. Like and you're like, okay, 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 okay. So sometimes it's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. So that's when people start, you know, yeah, I know a little bit more than the manual or I have some foresight to know where I'm going with this job. Right. Right. But then, but then you get some who just like straight go a hard left away from what the book is trying to tell you. And for those of you listening, there's a reason why it's broken down to the third grade level is because say you, the, the technician or the mechanic or the operator, you're, you're doing this thing so many times, so repetitively, so often that sometimes you get complacent and you skip steps or you forget steps, right? Like, and then you read the manual like, oh yeah, sh- shit, I was supposed to take off those three bolts because I've seen time and again where someone was supposed to take off three bolts and they ended up unbolting the whole or taking off the whole thing without the bolts being coming off. They're like, oh well, I just girt this whole thing up. Well, fuck. And then you, and then you look into the investigation of it, and you forgot to take off those three bolts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they 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 pried the part off and end up shearing something in the process. And you're like, you didn't take off these things. Well, I didn't think I had to. They looked like they looked like they didn't need to come out. They didn't look like they were in the way of holding that component on. Say, like, well, it looks like you don't need this job either, friend. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks like you're looks like you're sweeping hangar floors from now on. Right. It's clear as day. You will do this, shall do this. But again, like we said, there's going to be those who just feel so adamant about swerving hard left from what the books tell you. Now, granted, what you said, like some things are so uh, redundant, but, you know, those redundancies are, are for a purpose. But then you have those who just straight up like, I don't care what the book says. I'm right because I know better. I'm like, well, maybe you should take that intelligence and submit it to the people who are making these things. So maybe we can input something better other than you just telling me you are yeah or how about the how about this one how about in some of these manuals uh they tell you you know hey why did you uh apply power before hooking up the ground power cables oh well i didn't think it would be a problem i thought i'd just go on batteries and then uh and then apply the apply the ground power and then turn on the ground power from there and then it would just you know it would take over the ground power take over for them. I'm like what well, did you read the because most manuals have notes right written in the top like safe for maintenance hmm, right what is safe. that safe. safe what is that it's it's on the ground it's safe enough <laughs> right <laughs> right but they have that and it says no did you read the note you know the the specific software or the way the system is set up doesn't allow you can't go on batteries 
and then you can't plug in ground power and apply ground power, there's another step where you have to go in and manually set it to ground power. It doesn't automatically take over. Well, but the this other model aircraft, yeah, that's an older model. That that doesn't apply to that one. This is a newer one. This is the new stuff. Like that's why you got to read the notes for this for this specific manual. You can't pop the clutch on the automatic, friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's my basically beer. what hold, you just did. You hold tried my beer to pop and watch this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you just tried to pop the clutch on the automatic. That's basically what you tried to do. It doesn't work that way, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, like, what about you, Shoreline? In your field of uh, expertise, what what do you got? What do you guys have for manuals, if any? Um, really, I mean, we don't use a whole lot. Um, the closest thing that I can come up with personally, I mean, other than of course, like if you needed to look up a manual for a console issue, like if you had a, a an audio console that was having issues and you didn't have support necessarily to call right away, you know, it's check the manual, see what's going on. But for other situations, uh, for us, it's mostly like stage, uh, we, we call them stage Bibles, where this has all of your information for every band that's coming on the stage today. And this is something that we do for like festivals, where it's like, you're working with nine bands today. You have 15 minutes in between each band to get, the, to get a band off and another band on and sound checked. And this is everything you need to know. Problem with a lot of the festivals that I work with is a lot of the times it's the bands filling them out themselves, right? So it's a lot of not legible information. It's a lot of just hand-drawn, this is what I need. And it's a bunch of information that I don't need, stuff like that. But yeah, in terms of tech manuals per se, it really depends on the situation. Uh, It's not something that we rely on heavily unless we're doing something like... um, having to build a cable on site or having to modify something like that. Uh, is there okay. something where like, say you get a, a new firmware or a new console, say, and you just, and this just drops on your lap, like a couple hours to a day before the actual event setup. Do they give you like some kind of like pamphlet or how to prior to you guys setting that up? A lot of times for us, if we are having to do firmware updates on consoles, it's generally something that we would do in-house anyways, because we would, we would be, if we're having to, because here's the thing, is if we're working with a big tour, right, they're, they're usually requesting specific equipment, so specific consoles, because that's what their engineers are familiar with, and we don't always have those in stock, so we have to rent them from somewhere else. We will not firmware update another provider's console because they may have information stored on there that they don't want to have gotten rid of unless we get explicit, you know, instructions that it has to be this firmware. We will generally relay that information to those people before we receive the console, because there's a, there's some other responsibilities that go along with that. I mean, you can, I've, I've seen consoles get, you know, I've seen $80,000 consoles get completely bricked because of a software update. Wow. So would you have, uh, in some instances, like uh, FSR or a field service rep come out and do those? They come out from the actual manufacturer of the console just to do specific firmware loading or, or specific tasks that um, they they know that if other people do them who aren't familiar, will probably brick the system. So uh, that's, send- that's actually a really good question. So a lot of the tours that I have worked with I'm thinking of one one specifically that I worked with out in a 
county fairgrounds and and it was a really small show but they booked it when they were super small and then they won a couple awards and they got huge so they had like their whole crew and awesome guys but anyways he was actually saying they were they were running they were they were testing this console that had just hit the market or you know uh, but they had been on it for a while because that company reached out to them said hey we'll sit we'll ship you one of these and they're from england and hey, we'll ship you one of these and let us know how you like it. If you need absolutely anything, just call us. And he's and he utilized that at one point where it was like morning of the show or the day right before the show. Oh, my console had this issue and they had a tech on a plane and a console with him shipping to them to be there the very next, like as soon as possible, like the, Man, that- the, the next day. That sounds like some of my experience in the AOG. Hey, we uh we have this issue uh, with this aircraft, and we have a revenue flight in a day and a half, and we need it to definitely be ready by then. And so there you are getting a call at 11 o'clock at night. Hey, you got a flight at 6 a.m. heading across the country. Make sure you have these things, you know? Yeah, and, and, and kudos to, to the people that do that work. Uh, that is That can be stressful, um, and it can— Yeah, because everything's, everything's on you. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a service call and it needs to go now. And I mean, uh, the the show always goes on um, as in my industry and, and and in your industry, I'm sure. So yeah. So so like from my in my experience, I've been a FSR before, right? And so we we because we my company uh, manufactured the part or was the sole expertise or had at least a known expertise for a certain component or whatever. So. We would be on site for certain locations because we had we knew there were things that were more difficult to do and that we had specific training on that and that we wrote the manuals for that this unit might not do. So I know like a lot of military uh, units will also have a deployed, typically civilian FSR from that from that particular company. And then when things go wrong, hey, you know the unit goes, hey, go go get a hold of the FSR. Because that FSR is typically going to be the subject matter expert on that specific component and has the manual for that component that is not released because it's proprietary or whatever else. And they don't want just anybody going and doing that job. They want somebody who's had the actual training on that. So that's interesting. Right. Yeah. And especially especially for like the expert or FSR or field rep, they're, they're using publications and manuals that are granted only for them. Yep. You know, that only they're allowed to do because they have certain uh, certifications or certain vesting with the company that made it or whichever have you. Or depot level maintenance certified, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So like in your case, Shoreline, we don't want the band member tweaking around with the console just because he feels he's not getting enough oomph in his mic or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know lots of, of rental companies that I've worked with, they will actually put, tape on the inside that if you open up the console it will break and it will say you have this is now going to cost you this much money yeah tamper seal yeah well we have those all all over the place on certain boxes and six can attest to this in aviation there's all sorts of especially electrical components there's the void of broken seal yeah because they don't want you in there messing around with internal settings oh i feel like i'm not getting uh, enough amperage out of this one component i need to up the signal strength and uh no, you can't be can't be in there hacking around. Right, right. now, you guys, uh, you know, six knows this. We have uh, what's called fault isolation manuals. 
Do you guys also have those available to you for troubleshooting uh, certain consoles or components in the audio field? I don't personally have experience running through fault isolation manuals. I'm sure that they exist. A lot of the, you know, that, that really gets down to if you have a severe issue with a console, um, a lot of the times what we have to do because our industry is so just like last minute, last, like just by nature. I mean, sure. if, if you've got a load in and you have a show that day, you need to, you need a, a, a as soon as possible, you know, fix it, It's generally, okay, we'll call this company or this company and see if they have a console and, you know, uh, and I use consoles, but really this can be speakers. It could be literally anything, a cable, you know, a specific cable, stuff like that. Um, and it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot more of that, but when it comes to actually fixing stuff in the shop, um, yeah, you can, you can find that information generally in their, you know, in the main manual for the product. Okay. So, so six, have you seen, right. Talking about fault isolation manuals, obviously every manufacturer for every aircraft is going to, some are a little bit better than others. Right. Right. Uh, so there are some false isolation manuals out there that, that has every little component down to circuit breakers and, and switches listed in the system. So start here, you know, go to the, go to the source of power, right? Is there power coming to it? No. Well, there you go. All right. There is power. Okay. Let's start going down the line and seeing where it's failing. And it'll tell you specific relays to check and say at this relay, you should be reading this kind of, it should be closed at this point. Is it? No, it's reading open. There you go. Or whatever else, you know, you might have a dead switch. Um, But then there's some, some other ones that are, that are like, and they're really branched off. Right. And you got all these, they're really well written. And you got other ones. It's like, it's like a, somebody drew a ruler, uh, a straight line with a ruler. Uh, did the part turn on? No. Power cycle. Did it turn on? No. Contact engineering. What the? Right. What was the or point pop, of that? You know? Or pop, power cycle again. Blow, take out cartridge, blow on cartridge, put it back in, power cycle again. Like, what power cycle, point? yeah. Perform 17 power cycles and see if the problem still persists. What? Right. You know? You, you, you guys laugh, but this is really a thing. Like some of these, like it's literally power cycle, take out the cartridge, blow on cartridge, put it back in, try again. (laughs) Have you ever seen the show? It's a British show. Have you ever seen the show, the IT crowd? Uh, I can't say I have, but I might have. It's it's very funny. And it's, it's a, it's an older show, but check it out. But the, the first episode, all they do is hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Like that's their whole line when they answer the phone. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? You know, that, that's how that's how some of those fault isolations are. It's like you didn't give me anything. <laughs> Everybody knows to turn it on and off again. Right now, I've seen some fault isolation where the troubleshooting step was if there's a fault or there's a problem, you're supposed to power cycle it 50 times and see if it happens again. Right. Or, or power cycle until you see the fault happen again. I'm like that. Like seems we're going to we're, we're gonna induce another fault for a failed yeah. component at that point in time. You yeah. Know? You know, because like anyone who knows anything about electronics, the most violent times of that of that component is when it powers on and powers off. Because, you know, depending on what it is, you know, like say something as small as like a lamp, it goes 28 volts or um, 14 volts. Or you get something big, like say a, a soundboard console where it goes three phase, 600 amps, you know, and, and you power it on, power it off over and over again. You're going to blow it up. I was like, oh, there's the fault. Like, 
was that the fault because it happened or is that the fault because of you? <laughs> yeah, did it happen the first time you power cycled or did it happen on the 45th? Because if it only happened on the 45th, I'm going to say <laughs> we probably killed that part. And then, But then that's what to go. Yeah, see, that was the component I told you guys all along. It might not have been. We might have just forced it to kill itself, you know? We, we don't know. Yeah. You yeah. don't know. Yeah, you know, but Jurassic the, the, Park told but, us the same thing. <laughs> but the manual said, the manual said to do that. And you're like, oh, God. When was this thing written? Four or five years ago. Well, fuck, that explains everything. <laughs> or, by, or, or vice versa. You get those individuals who are, I think they're smarter than the book, where the book doesn't specify how to troubleshoot. So they just come shoot it in there with these wild ideas like, oh, just take this component and stick it in the fridge and see what happens. Like, what? Oh, yeah. So, I, so, I remember that. It's like, so oh, it happened when stupid. it. So this part failed when it was cold. So it's warm now. So stick it in the fridge so it, it makes it cold again and see if that happens. Like, that is probably one of the stupidest things I ever heard in my damn life. What the? F- you just want to go? Can we? Can we all just admit this is dumb for five minutes? Yeah. So and so you know, I we are not our opinion. Like this is probably really dumb. Like I'll play along. I'll play along with your game. Fine. I like to play stupid games. Whatever. <laughs> I was go like, ahead, but, but, can, but can we just can we just admit that we're all dumb before we play this game? I'll, I'll do whatever you want. We just <laughs> I just want you to tell me that your idea is dumb. I want you to admit it to me. I'll still do it. But I want you to admit to me that it's dumb. Like, well, it's not it's, dumb. It's pretty. It's pretty damn smart. It happened when it was cold, so we're gonna make it cold again. Like, if it if it failed already, you putting it cold is not gonna make it duplicate itself. Right. <laughs> god damn it! Right. Oh my gosh. The ambient yeah. temperature at the time was thirty degrees, not zero. I mean, god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. But but I'm telling you I'm telling you this is this is how some individuals do a troubleshooting step, especially if there isn't one in the first place. So they just shoot out these wild ideas under no basis whatsoever, other than this sounds like a cool thing to do. Let's do that, and then if it breaks again, we know it was that. Like, well, what justifies you? Like, where's the science behind that? Let's where 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 did that come about? What mathematical so, equation did you use to arrive to that decision? <laughs> right. And so and so I, I did work for a place at one time where they built an aircraft from scratch, right? Yeah. And, and everything was new on it and there were no manuals written. And oftentimes they would have us, the maintainers, write the procedures. Like so as we would do a job, we would have to write down our steps that we would do. So we would do that and then we would have another maintainer come up behind us and redo the same job to see if they if the steps that i outlined right so say in this situation um we're going to replace a main tire and there's no procedure on how to replace a main a main landing gear tire so i'm doing it for the first time on this aircraft so i go out and i do all the steps whatever it takes to remove and replace that tire and i write down all my procedures then i go to u6 and say all right six go replace that main landing gear tire follow these steps see if it makes sense and you might go through and say oh you actually missed uh, to remove the uh, to remove the uh, circlip for the dust cap. Oh, great! Write that in there, and then that became the manual. And the same thing for fault isolation. We would run into issues, and we're just kind of shots in the dark, spitballing, trying to figure it out. And then we're and we're sort of documenting at the same time. And then if we what we did fix the problem, that became the fault isolation for that that particular issue. So what was the what was the guy um, Adam something from? They had that science show. They were based out of San Francisco. What the heck was that called? Mythbusters? Mythbusters, yeah. Mythbusters. Yeah, so he said, you know, he had a saying. It was the difference between 
um, goofing around in science is that you have to write it down, is writing yeah. it down. So that's essentially what we were doing, you know? We are just figuring out and writing it down. So that's the that's how we did it for that, those particular uh, platforms because there was nothing in existence right. at the time. But, you know, like with all things, especially when it comes to, like, an example like that, you guys had a plan. You guys had, like, uh, a control versus what you plan to do. So you're not just shooting stuff in the dark and it's like, well, this looks cool. Let's do that. Like, why would we do that? Oh, uh, just why not? Like, yeah, because I think some of the, the, the things they do for... Uh, you know, writing tech manuals and they don't exist or fault isolation stuff is they, some people just like to hear themselves oh talk God, yes. and in their head, they're like, they're like, they're like, Oh, this is a great idea. And everybody should do this. Now, hold on. Now I got a rebuttal to what you just said. And they don't want to hear it though. No, 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 no. I'm right. You're I'm right. You're wrong. Just, right. just sit down. And you're like, well, hold on now. Like there's no matter how flat you make a pancake, there's always two sides. Let me give you my <laughs> side over here. You know, <laughs> Thanks. Now I want pancakes. Let's all go to IHOP after this. But but he's absolutely <laughs> right. Like uh, you would have those individuals who just so committed to their answer that they 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 screen out any sort of arguments that counteract them. And usually it's someone who's pretty senior or someone who gets uh, has the certain title that they're supposed to be that smart. So when someone else that's on on a different level than them says something to counteract them, they immediately think it's an insult to their intelligence. Like oh, they completely shut it down. Yeah. Yeah, seen that more more often than I so, care to. I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm saying you you may have missed a couple of steps here. You know, like everyone fuck everyone messes up math. I mean, take it from me. I'm a Mar- I I'm a former marine. I know what it's like to fuck up math. So, <laughs> well, I'm not a I'm not a former marine, and I still mess up math. I, I'm try I try to help my kids uh, with their math, and I'm sitting there like. Uh, yeah. What's five plus five? Hold on, one, <laughs> two, count, counting on my fingers. You know, I just want to double check and make sure I'm right. You know, especially before I give you the especially wrong now with uh, the hybrid learning. You know, there's going to come a point where um, my kids are going to start taking math, and I'm going to really show how just how dumb I am. It's like so when they failed the test, I feel we failed it together. Like oh fuck. <laughs> well, or it's like the common core, yeah. right? The common core math. Have you had to? Have you ever had to uh, experience that abomination? Yeah, I have yet? to a certain degree, but my kids are still at that level where it's not that big of a deal yet. So, so my <laughs> my niece, right? She's like, "Hey, can you help me with this math problem?" Oh yeah, not a problem. I said, and I showed her how to do it. She's like, "Oh, but no, you have to. That's not the way to figure it out." I was like, "Well, I just figured it out." So that's that's the answer. And she's like. Yeah, but you have to show it. The teacher wants us to show it. You have to figure it out this way. You have to use this, draw this ladder out and put these numbers there. And I was like, well, that that took, that's going to take 30 minutes to figure out five plus mm-hmm. five. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make any sense. But that's how she wants us to do it. And I was like, I don't, well, I don't know how to do that because I never learned that. That's not how I learned right. to do math or whatever, you know. And it's a whole novel concept. So, but then you try to talk to the, to the teachers about it. And it goes, and it kind of, what I'm going with this is I'm looping in with those people who, who fail to see others perspectives or whatever else. Like, Nope, Nope. It's common core. And this is the way it is. And you're like, I got you. I got you. That's one way to do it. But I've, I've also found there's another way here that's more streamlined and a little faster. And we can get to the same place you want to go to in a shorter time. If we do these steps rather than the steps that you want to do, you know? And they're like, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm right. I'm king. I'm look at me. I'm the king. I'm the captain now. You know. Now going a little bit about the common core, like uh, I don't like it, but I understand why it's being pushed because the whole idea, the whole idea of math in general, flat flash alert for a lot of people, 
the reason why they teach math is so you guys learn how to reason and deduce, right? Now, the ways that you and I and everyone born pre-1996 know that the way we are taught is pretty much the same way a calculator would figure it out, right? But so so the so the common course stuff is just more along the lines of just another way of turning the wheel. That's pretty much what it is, right? Without the calculator. So I get it. I just don't like it's just hard for us because it's such a totally new and elaborate concept. But that goes in the same way about these guys, the way they do their troubleshooting step. Like they, they, I think they just turn it out just to find another way to spin the wheel. I'm like, we're, why are we trying to spin it this way? It's already been done. It's already been shown and proven unless it's something completely different. I think of a lot of it's a hip fire reaction. I was the first to, I was the first to say that, Hey, here's a, here's how we should come up with a solution. And look, I, I was the first one to say it. So now I look good. Absolutely. Right. And you're like, you're like, but you didn't, if you'd have just taken an extra five minutes to formulate your thoughts, Elmer Fudd, you could have probably, could have probably not been foiled by Bugs Bunny, but here we go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now here's my number one pet peeve in all things professional, especially when it comes to the manuals. They, they, it's when they say, well, this is how it's always been done. Right. That is, oh, I can't tell you. I, I'm, I'm raging right now. I'm about to flip desks because I cannot stand that. Uh, statement this is how it's always been done you know and and like you said maybe that worked for the time whenever this was written whenever this manual was written but times have changed we have better test equipment we have better uh support equipment we have better understanding of that system or whatever else now and that's and that's no longer required that that steps or whatever no longer required we need to revamp it no this is how it's always been done and you'll do it the exact same way because that's how i did it in 1975 yeah but it's 2000 it's 2020 yeah but uh but that's how i did it and i'm your boss well my way's the my way's the way my way's the way and you're like oh my god oh jesus kill me now hinder hinder progress so much yeah and i i don't know i don't know what it is especially maybe it's because they feel progress is threatening them probably because they can't keep they, they they don't want to learn the new technology but they're not to the point of retirement yet yeah you know what I mean? So, so they're just trying to survive long enough to get to retirement because they go, oh, good, I didn't have to learn all that stuff because they're already outmatched by kids that are not even half their age. Yeah. And I feel this a lot, especially for a lot of people in certain managerial positions. Like they, they've been so far removed from the material or from the resource that they cling on to that, to that old in quote, let's say obsolete way, because that's the only way they know. And they don't want to sound stupid or obsolete to the other people. So they just kind of push that along long enough, like you said, just so they can make, they can inch their way closer to retirement or whatever their, their end goal is. They, they worked a long time to get into that position of authority and they don't want it challenged, challenged, even though in their mind, they're probably like, yeah, that's a much faster and better way to go. But if I admit that, then I'm admitting that this guy knows more than me and I don't want to seem antiquated. Right. So, yeah. and, and, and in many cases, those old timers may have wrote the original manual to what he's telling you to work to. Back when that platform yeah. was new, he might have been the tech writer at that time and wrote that or an engine or whatever at that time and wrote that manual and said, but I wrote that. You're telling me that I'm wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, uh, well, this is with anything, especially in, uh, when it comes to science. The only re- the only reason why things go on and stay relevant is because they're constantly changing. They're constantly accepting to change. You, you can look this up in, uh, in Darwin's theory of evolution. It's not the strongest survive. 
it's the ones that are most willing to change and you see this all, and you see this quite a bit especially in nowadays right it's with with 2020 upon us and all kinds of different ways have to get invented for people to do things and and or to do their job you know having meetings or whatever have you to go over new stuff is obsolete it's non-existent because of the current situation we're in so you don't just cease work because we can't do what we're originally programmed to do what's the, what's the marine corps uh, slogan there six oh it's uh improvise adapt and overcome there you go and it's true and I, and I, and you you and i have practiced this and i'm and shoreline has done it too where there's going to be situations where you've never seen before and you got to improvise you got to figure out the situation with a with a solid method not just hip firing and just shotgunning stuff into the mix oh you mean you mean the old parts cannon kaboom yeah. <laughs> did that fix it nope, nope. Load, load up the cannon again with this part kaboom that fix it nope We'll just keep shooting at it till something works. Yeah, or or powered on, powered off five hundred times. You know, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and and that goes back to you know the this is how it's always been done. That goes back to like uh, procedures either being correct or being wrong, and a lot of times you know like that simple change where where it's like it could be something small or something major, unless that change was driven by the person who's always about this is how it's done. It doesn't happen, and that and that. It's all too common, and I can't stand that. Yeah, it, it it really it really does hinder progress. Going back to one of our original conversations about the manuals not being correct or up to date, um, and and not and not jumping on that problem and updating things right away, it's because there's probably somebody in the chain that says, "Why do they want to make that change?" No, we we it's fine. It, it's worked this way. That's another thing that frustrates me. We know there's a problem and. Well, we've made it work for this long, so yeah. why 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 do anything about it now? Well, it's still it's still a problem. It's still a problem and it hasn't been rectified. It's just you're just saying we we've allowed it to go this long and it's I don't know, is that's it, it's the progress really gets really gets hindered. Yeah. Or you know, they, they come up with those quote unquote life hacks, you know, to kind of bypass the problem. It's like, well, you come to this problem, just do this, right? Yeah, that's cool for like one or two times, but to consistently keep doing that, you're you're gonna induce something, and it's gonna be bad really yeah, fast. Well, well, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And oftentimes, right. when these manuals are incorrect, it's just insanity. That's the only word you can use to describe it because we don't want to change anything, we don't want to update anything, we're not willing to do it in a timely manner. So, so let's just go insane and continue to do it and continue to break the same stuff over and over. And until the end of time, which right. is 2020. So that might not be too far off the way this year is going. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And uh, I can't, I can't begin to tell you. So to tie all this together and tie it all back, the publications for almost any job, especially for something as technically heavy as aviation, those are the law. It's commandment. It's the rule. It's almost as if God himself wrote it. And unless there's something completely off the wall wrong or missing, you will follow it, especially when it says something shall, caution, warning, danger. You must do this. Or yeah, it's in that black and yellow caution box at the top of the top yeah. of the page, you know, or yep. red, whichever, red, you know, certain yeah. panels are red. But either way, you know, like you will do this or the component or or person that's dealing with it is going to get fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Potential loss of life if you do this wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, closing thoughts, uh, MVP. Yeah, like you just said, follow the manual. Unless you're one of the senior guys and you know that there's an issue with certain steps 
and you've done the pr- proper steps taken to you know remedy make sure the tech pub's updated but if your place of operation is very slow in getting those updated take take the initiative and create a uh, create a folder create a document create a something where you are tracking all these changes and then when you have new guys come through or let's say you have a safety stand down day or whatever have it be or a, a shop day and you can use that and hand it out to all the new guys all the people and say hey look over the last six months here's the issues we found um, they haven't been updated yet we're we're working towards it but it's a slow going process so here's a copy for each of you you know don't just withhold the information to yourself disseminate it out and and save everybody a lot of time headache money whatever the case is potential injury you know just just do the right thing take the initiative and help your people absolutely and you know first of all you know you got to listen to what the books say because that is written by people of a higher intelligence for a reason and if it's wrong then at least implement some steps to addressing the problem like i.e what you said like having a some type of document or folder or what have you to address those issues you, um, you know what and the step might be wrong because um let's just say they took an older model aircraft and and upgraded it to a new rev number but the manual didn't get updated to to remove the outdated component and add in the newer component or maybe the component's just no longer necessary so they cut it from the system altogether right right yeah or or say like a different manufacturer or something like that something along the line changed and it's no longer applicable but again that goes back to what you said like have a have some way of documenting the change and then disseminate that out because a new guy comes along or someone who's never done this before comes along and then they go to use the component or use that, uh, that type of equipment and they gear it up to the point of no return. You know what? And by doing that, by doing that, if you're, you're your shop's lead or whatever else or supervisor or manager, it's going to look good on you because you're going to have, you're going to have the least amount of mishaps than other shops. And you're going to look way, way, way good in your, your executive's eyes or your leadership's eyes because you took the time to make sure that all your people were properly trained and in the know. And then when promotions or whatever come down the way, Hey, there you go. Yep. And I, and and I'll say this, especially to the guys listening or the people listening, you know, you gotta be willing to accept change. You gotta be, it's going to happen whether you want it to or not. And for those of you who feel that change is going to replace you, you have already answered that question that you are in fact replaceable. So we'd like to thank all our patron supporters, for making this show possible, like Erica Lamont, Mike Diltz, Thomas Conley, Laura Manns, Ryan Freshour. Thank you guys for all your support and patronage. And for all of you out there, if you like and support, uh, like our show, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cancel for maintenance. Your support allows us to keep on making episodes, to bring on guests, to keep our gear up to date and up and running and also allow shoreline to be happy and what keep on pro- helping us provide the show for you. Uh, you check out our merch at www.cancelformainness.com. We got some sweet stuff out there for you guys that are in relation to the show. Uh, you can check us out at Facebook and Instagram for all future updates pertaining to the show. Uh, Facebook.com slash cancel for maintenance or Instagram at Kanks C A and X for maintenance podcast. You hear all latest updates. And if you have some questions or, or like to give ideas for the show, shoot us a line on those two handles or at cancelformaintenance.com. Send us an email that way. Or if you want to be on the show, send us a line that way as well. And we'll do whatever we can to get you on the show. Shoreline, 
Six, MVP out.